it all builds up to this. Ten years before, Terrence Howard found Tony Stark stranded in the desert. After a casting change, a lifestyle change, a frozen soldier dug up from the Arctic, a hammer crashing in New Mexico, a team up, a bad AI experiment, the death of a few monarchs, exploration into space, a couple wizards, and Spider-Man, we finally see every single one of our favorite heroes joining forces against a superior enemy. Marvel somehow got us to fall in love with characters that, a few decades before, were so unpopular that their only features were in a one-season Silver Surfer animated series that nobody watched. If you told me in 2007, after a lot of bad movies that we pretended were good, that I'd one day be able to see something of this magnitude, I might have believed you, but based far more in hope than in reality. Infinity War somehow was able to live up to the incredible hype that Disney had generated. It was funny, but didn't try to be what it shouldn't be. It had action, but none of it was out of place. It had a heartbreak and love and tenderness and chaos and darkness and light. There aren't a lot of perfect movies out there, especially in this genre. With most movies in our pantheon, and even most Oscar-winning films outside this genre, you can pick apart even the best. This movie was absolutely perfect. For all of us former comic nerd kids who were vindicated in our love for the lore by the time we became comic nerd adults, this movie is really something special. Welcome back to the Wrong Opinion MCU Rewatch. We got Ricky Z back for Infinity War. So it's up. What up? What up? So there's this thing when you uh, when you start monetizing hobbies or monetizing things you like a lot, where it starts to feel like work. And like sometimes, like it kind of sucks watching these movies because you know it's work. I don't really want to. Uh, this movie yeah. was not hard to get myself to watch, though. I really yeah, like this movie. Same. It's a really good movie. We talked about how Ragnarok is one of the most rewatchable movies. I think this is the most rewatchable movie. I, I, I'm going to talk about it a lot in the best single line spot. Every single line, every single quote, it's just like so quotable. And on top of that, it's it was an awesome theater experience. So being a really good theater experience, really good. Oh, yeah. Re, like that's their main goal, right? It, with the MCU is to be rewatchable and to be good in theaters. And this yeah. nailed both. And yeah, on top was, of that, it was a pretty good movie. I, I definitely enjoy, like I was super hyped up about it anyway. And then, yeah, the theater experience was really good. And it's uh, not to go too far ahead of where you're at, but like it's less fan service than what how Endgame was. So it's like kind of still in that balance of like a really good, just part of a story movie with yeah. some cool stuff in it and rewatchable. And it's not insanely long either, which is kind of crazy for kind of the magnitude of the story. Yeah, and there's like no extra fat. Like it never feels like, oh, this could have been cut. Like every single scene seemed really intentional and perfect. And mm. that's, I think that was a flaw in um, a little bit in Endgame where it just went longer than it really needed to. I think so they could say it was three hours, but whatever. What's your first award? Oh, we're just diving right in. Um, I mean, you got more to say? Same, same one? No, I, not really. <laughs> I don't really have anything else. I mean, no, I don't think so. Um, it's just funny too because I'm like on the side, I'm like casually rewatching like community. So like yeah. the Russo brothers are everywhere. Uh and they're just like on every screen I watch no matter what. Uh, yeah. I've got anyway. one thing for useless trivia. Um, I'm gonna hint towards it. Me and Kelsey were just watching Arrested Development for the first time for her, and I pointed out oh, nice. something from Arrested Development that's in this movie. Well, that's just a teaser. 
Wait a second. Well, now, and now I'm enticed and intrigued. Um, but yeah, uh, let's see. I guess we'll start with uh, we'll start with a Hawkeye award. Okay. Um, I wasn't totally sure on this one, but I feel like I'm I'm gonna go with Groot making the Stormbreaker handle. That's a good one. Um, just because I didn't expect him to be a factor, like the way they kind of brought him into the movie, he's like a turd teenager type character. Um, and he, I'm pretty sure was also my Hawkeye award for the guardians of the galaxy movie. Yeah. Um, he's the only he, superhero to sacrifice himself twice now. Yeah. So he just like chops off his own arm and it kind of, anyway, kind of weird, but I thought, um, I thought that was pretty cool. And I definitely didn't expect it. Cause he's like walking around, playing a video game the whole time and then he just showed up and was like oh i should do something yeah maybe i'm making it up because i've seen this a couple times but i feel like i thought he was going to be a big part of it because he was so like seemingly unimportant for the first half of the movie like something's going to happen where he becomes really important where he's like yeah i'm going to put down this video game and save the day and he did i mean obviously that's kind of what he did Uh, yeah that's exactly what he did it was done well he did like during their little wakanda battle he was like super intense doing some re- there was actually some really cool stuff that that he did in that fight uh that you didn't really expect but it's like it's all after the the handle is made yeah um yeah so it's uh i thought uh, that's probably the one i'll go with that's a good one question based off of that do you like or dislike this new like jacked bulky group that we saw in the uh in the, winter, in the halloween or what is it christmas special i mean so far i don't like it um but but i don't hate it it's just like i don't know i like the spindly groot uh and like i could be because wrong he's a tree he should look like a tree right yeah and he, i mean he kind of looks like uh like a weird fat tree which is what's that one i can't remember the type of tree it is but it's like the upside down tree it's like uh what rafiki lives in in the lion king mm-hmm. um where it's like short and fat it's, i guess there's that but he's yeah he's i like the woodsy looking spindly spooky kind of vibe because yeah. i think i don't think i've ever seen him in any comic books be kind of bulky i've always he's always been uh more like thin and long so i don't know we'll see yeah meh meh my uh hawkeye award it's a little more depressing because this is kind of a depressing movie like obviously ends on a little sad note everybody dies uh uh-huh. but when bruce says uh bruce is talking to iron man iron man says uh not talking to Steve or yeah, not talking to Steve right now. We're not friends. We broke up. Bruce says Thor's gone. Thanos is coming. It doesn't matter who you're talking to. That's uh, a good, I kind of like that. Yeah. Cause it's like, like sometimes you just got to put your ego aside and your stubbornness aside for the, for the greater good. And that was, that's Bruce at his peak right there. In the, the good superhero, the good man. Yeah. That's his, probably his peak in the movie. <laughs> he doesn't have a lot of peaks in this movie. Yeah. It's, yeah anyway (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm up next uh i'm gonna do i'm gonna do the i am iron man award the best single line so this movie i said this up top but there's so many good one-liners in this movie it's so quotable it's like the kind of movie where like if it's playing in the background or like playing in a different room and i hear a line i'm like oh yeah i know exactly where that is like every single line it's it's like quotable like i'm gonna look either like funny like there's not not overwhelmingly funny, but there's funny and there's like yeah. all the serious lines are kind of impactful. So you're like, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I'm gonna rip off like five that I just wrote down and then to my main two. 
the line, you are trespassing in this city and on this planet. That means get lost, Squidward. I love yeah, that, that one. Was, that was funny. <laughs> uh, perfectly balanced as all things should be. That's a little bit iconic now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this one from the trailer. I'm going to do my best uh, Black Panther voice. Evacuate the city. Engage all defenses. And someone get this man a shield. Aww. Iconic. That's um, a good one. But I came in thinking that the line, bring me Thanos, would totally sweep. Because I love that line. It's just, I almost had that for the Hawkeye Award, too. <laughs> um, I think that's Thor's, like, hypest moment. Probably the hypest moment in all the MCU. But I think the line, Thanos is coming. Yeah, that's when, a big uh, one. Banner, like, just, like, mutters it. I think it just totally nails the whole concept of the movie. So I think, I think, think uh, uh, yeah, that's a Thanos good one. is coming. Yeah, so the Thanos is coming line is because it's like nobody knows what that means when he says it. They're just like, okay, dude, like whatever. But he's like so shaken, like he doesn't, he can't say anything else. Yeah. Um, and then I, I actually don't love the, the give me Thanos, bring me Thanos line because this is like, I'm like, who are you saying it to? Who you're just yelling, but you're actually in front of the pack of people you're talking to, <laughs> and like, what? I don't know. I just, it's not like I hate it. I'm just kind of like, who are you talking to? It's a couple um, myths there. Like, how does he get there? Like, how does he know where to go? He's never heard of Wakanda, but he just knows to show up there. So there's a lot of flaws yeah, in that spot. I love true. that line in a vacuum. And I, well, I kind of wonder too, it's like, well, Heimdall's dead. So Bifrost wise, uh, who's your all seeing eye? You know, because if it's like, if Heimdall's there, I could be like, oh yeah, he sees everything. Yeah. So whatever, just let that go. But he's not. So how how if you're right how did you because it can that, summon that, the the bifrost that doesn't mean he can see everything it just means he can right summon so the like, bifrost yeah and i'm i'm like when you lose the guy who sees everything uh okay i don't know man but yeah, yeah i sure. uh i think so as far as like probably most comparable lines to i am iron man probably give this man a shield is probably it yeah. But I I put the doesn't matter who you're talking to or not thing that you were like you were just oh. talking about with Bruce because not not because I don't think it has the same energy as get this man a shield, but it is probably Bruce's best moment because this is a pretty weak Hulk movie. Yeah. Um, but actually, most movies after this are pretty weak Hulk movies. But he like I don't know it's super significant because. Uh, Tony in general is a pretty petty person and somebody who is also a genius is like, Hey, you're kind of being stupid. Like it's kind of, you know, but he understands the gravity more than what Tony does. So he's just kind of like, this is like a super big deal. Everybody's going to die. So we need to, yeah. you know, put it aside and get it done. So it's more, I mean, honestly, that probably could have gone in as a, as a Hawkeye award. Cause I, don't I yeah I never expect to be inspired by Bruce Banner uh ever probably uh MCU Bruce Banner is not inspirational to me ever that doesn't mean I don't like him he just isn't that it's just not the role he's in so right so that one yeah I guess I could have gone either way with that and then get this man a shield is more in line with the I am Iron Man kind of energy yeah I like the get this man a shield line but it's kind of flawed because when you see him fighting in the battle, he doesn't have a shield. So it's like he's got those arm listen. shields. He's got man. like an arm. Is that's not a shield? They're two like, like a, aren't they like little vibranium pop out things? I guess, but no. so I mean, by what a same. shield is, right? It's strapped to his arm and it protects him from stuff. <laughs> okay. But they also have little stabbies on the end. So 
don't know. What's that technically called? Like a like a a buckler or something? Like a shield that you're supposed to throw? I don't remember. Uh, a shieldy thing. Yeah, shieldy thing. That's about it. Uh, yeah, I'm, you're a. I'm very versed in uh, we- weaponry <laughs> in terms. Yeah. Um, let's do. Uh, let's do Ragnarok Award because I struggled with that one. Um, this is a tough one because I feel like kind of probably Thanos probably should get it. But I also I was leaning more towards Gamora. Um, oh, that's a good one. I think that's because right. I I really like Gamora in the film uh, a lot, and her death is really really like a really hard one and significant. Obviously, for a lot of reasons, because you know he gets a soul stone out of it. That's bad. Um, Thanos cries. That's a whole thing, which falls into another category for me somewhere else. Um, so I'm saying I like it in this moment, and then I have other feelings about it later, but like her whole presence in the movie, it was almost for the first chunk of it. It was almost like a Gamora film because she's mm-hmm. the one so deeply connected with the big bad guy. Uh, so a lot of her, a lot of the interactions that had significant things or, or information, even if they weren't like hard hitting crazy lines or whatever, the, the significant information that was pertinent to the actual main event was pretty much all Gamora related or she yeah, she's the only one that somehow. totally knows the whole scope of everything out of the heroes. Yeah. Right? So she, uh, you know, so she's got a lot going on and she was like super into, I'm just, you know, kill me if he's going to take me, you know, so she's ready to sacrifice whatever for whatever. Uh, and then she tries to stab herself too. When, when yeah, she's, she's like totally all in, doesn't care because she knows like she knows the significance of everything and again i felt like her her death and i don't know if i'm supposed to say this part i feel like it's a rewatch so it doesn't matter you can edit it out if you don't like it um but her death and black widow's death in endgame are two of the hardest ones and i think to have um, yeah they were just like really just kind of i guess i for me i didn't see it coming obviously with with Gamora, you kind of see it coming once you get there. Once they're on Vormir, right. you're like, okay. He says something about a soul for a soul, and you're like, yeah, she's gonna die. She's yeah, definitely dying right now. Went into that movie being like, oh, there's a theory yeah. that Gamora, like every new Tony Stark was probably gonna die just yeah, because sure. of, of the actor aspect of that. Yeah, um, and that, that's that's the thing. You had all these rumors about like, okay, eventually, uh, you know, Chris Evans is gonna be on his way out. Robert Downey Jr. is on his way out, but you've got. Zoe Saldana's like younger. She's newer to the whole MCU. She wasn't even on the list. I don't. I don't remember anybody saying like, "Oh, we have a theory she might die." Just so her dying was like a. I don't know if it kind of covers that whole complaint a lot of people have about MCU with like, "Oh, there's no no real deaths, no stakes, and whatever." And you're like, "There's actually a lot of deaths if you're paying attention." Yeah. But the main the main characters don't typically die, which is not really that weird. Because the stories are about them. Yeah, it's, it's about the people that is. you want. And so for her, out. like, she's a main character. She's a significant character. And she's somebody that, as far as I know, audiences really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, so she's about as close as you can get to killing off one of the big names. And, uh, and you know, it was, I don't know. I felt like it was a pretty, it was a pretty good one. So this probably is her peak to me. Maybe not, but I think it probably is. Uh, I would say Thanos it probably is. I think it's better than other two. I think Thanos, I put Thanos as a maybe. I think there's two versions of Thanos that we see. Like in the first one, in Infinity War, we think like, oh, he might have a point. He's just this, uh, he's not 
a crazy madman. He just thinks that this is going to help the universe and save the universe. And then in Endgame, we see that that's just kind of a front and that he is really just a bloodthirsty madman, right? So I mm. think I, I think you need both parts of Thanos, both both movies for Thanos for it to make sense. So I I, I think he peaks in both. So I can't really say he peaks here. Yeah, uh, I think he peaks equally in both. And then there's I think there's an argument for a couple other people. Vision maybe because this is where he's the most human. But it's also like why are you not like he was so nerfed in that last. Yeah, I, I felt I definitely kept him so that really hurt it. very far away from this list for me because <laughs> I think up until that point you could have made the argument, and then it's like, yeah, you're not fighting anybody though. Like, what are you doing here? Yeah, it was um, kind of it's it's weird. Uh, I think Doctor Strange too. Uh, he's like number I, I wrote it down somewhere, but he's really high up in screen time yeah. of this movie, and he's way yeah. more interesting in this movie than he was in the first one, it, like his solo movie. Um, and then yeah, he's like kind of come into his own. Yeah, he's coming to his own. He's an actual hero. He had more depth, like emotional stakes in Multiverse of Madness, but he's just way more cool and mysterious in this one. Plus, That's just what, like, I did like that a lot. Yeah. And then my favorite part about him, though, here is like the juxtaposition of him saying to Tony, like, he's going to let Spider-Man die. It comes down to it. And yep. then just like this little small thing, but like when their ship crashed, he like was genuinely concerned and like helping them up. Like, you guys okay? So I think like he's a good dude yeah, that's he's proven here. Cares. But the the universe is, you know, ultimately more important. Yeah, so it's it's not like he's a callous dude who's just like, I don't care about you guys. He's like, I care about you until I have to care about something else more. uh, Yeah, kind of thing. And yeah, he was he was a good one. He might be a good option. I guess I didn't really think about him because he's got his own movie. But yeah, but yeah, the I mean, the his solo movie is more just kind of finding himself. And then this one, he's very clearly like Ben doing this and and is at least very well studied in how to be what he is so he's just here's kind of same thing with like kind of what i liked with gamora is like okay here's what we got to do but here's what we really got to do if stuff goes really wrong yeah Uh, and his thing is like everybody can just be let go except for this stone i have to keep this thing (laughs) of course then in the end he still is like "Uh, all right spare that guy who i don't totally get along with life and you can have this rock thing uh but he's seen, you know, 14 million, whatever outcomes. So I guess, yeah. Um, it's funny that you said you put maybe Thanos or something. Cause I wrote, you probably can't see it. If I put it up to the camera, <laughs> I'm not even going to try, but it says Gamora, maybe Thanos question mark for Ragnarok award. Uh, it's so it's funny anyway, not that funny, but it's funny. Hilarious. Yeah. Dying inside. Yes. Uh, I'm up, right? I don't remember. Yes, I'm gonna do. Yeah, you are. Okay, we're gonna do a very quick one. Uh, the Eternals Award for good. This have been a limited series. No, this is literally <laughs> what the MCU Button. built up to. Like, no. Yeah, that was uh to me. That's pretty easy. It's a pretty easy no. The only yeah. thing I, I like, I would have been okay probably if they never told us there was a movie, and if they'd done like an episode for each stone, like his him going to get every stone and you get yeah. to see an, you know, an episode about it and then have like another, like a final infinity war movie that basically would have been end game, uh, like as a culminating thing. Yeah. But you'd have to, but you'd have to be able to say like, Hey, you guys got to go watch all these shows and then come watch this three hour movie. Like I could have probably lived with that and that would have been cool, but they would have viewership would have been terrible. Cause you you're banking on everybody having Disney plus. Yeah. Like this movie is supposed to be a blockbuster. Like 
Yeah. And I like, I would love to have like a Thanos series that's separate from the stones um, and covers more of his whole, like, I mean, you're talking thousands of years of life uh, yeah. or like even just like the children of Thanos doing weird, the weird crap that they do just kind of traveling around and being awful, like a mini series for that. But yeah, by itself, no, it's <laughs> like you said, it's, you got however many movies at the time, 20. Yeah. Some, I think somewhere around 20 going into it or something. That, that made a little idea in my head though. Like a, like a tie-in not before, but after. So it could be like set before infinity war, but like a tie-in of him going to uh, like, okay. This is, I'm working through this right now. So this is a genius idea. Do it. Anybody from Marvel is listening. So like a, like an episode for each stone, like you said, going to like, uh, what's it called? Uh, Nova and destroying them and going to uh, uh, Benicio del Toro. I forget his name, the collector. Collector. And then like having flashbacks of his life before this, like why his, why Titan got destroyed and going back to there. I think that would be cool. That was like in present day set right before infinity war and then flashing back to what made him the way that he is. I think that'd be cool. I'd like to see him uh, because they, uh, unless I'm not remembering something, we never really see him wipe out Xandar. No, which is weird to me because that's a planet that we're now pretty fairly intimately connected with because of the guardians movie and yeah and it was like kind of mentions it like yeah after he just destroyed xandar blah 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 we're like dude why didn't we get to see that that would have been pretty cool yeah that, that, or maybe I mean, he just like activates a stone and blows the planet up i don't know well that was Could his first stone yeah. his yeah, first stone was getting the the the, the power stone oh, no, from you're right. xandar yeah you're right yeah that's true so that would have been entertaining because that would have been his his least powerful so he would have had to actually do a little bit of work yeah <laughs> let's go with the she hulk award um okay. i've got a couple good questions ones that uh questions that don't need to be asked i don't really have good ones because one of them i meant to go back and double check if i was remembering right and so that one might not even be valid but anyway um first one is how does how is tony controlling the army without friday and i know that it's i'm sure he has work-ins and you know contingency plans for pretty much everything he should but also at the same time they kind of throughout all the movies have run into not having plans for everything several times that's how we keep having innovations and weird things happen um but yeah he's super smart engineer guy super brainy so he probably had something ready to go but like his face kind of when he was losing the connection which was probably more related to losing the connection with pepper but he was like his face looked like "Uh uh-oh I'm losing this. What that's what do I do now? Uh but maybe that's not what he was doing. It just I've never like, thought of that. That's a good point. It's kind of seems he, like he does a lot of like for even back to Jarvis time is like very reliant on you know using the operating system. Right. So I don't know how that I'm just curious what his backup plan is. Yeah, that's really interesting. I have no answer for that. Um, or maybe is is he like limited? So like obviously he broke out some pretty powerful stuff later in the movie still when they're out on you know fighting Thanos and stuff but he I just would maybe he's just doesn't have as much power because he can't I don't know I have no idea yeah and I mean the fact that he never spoke to Friday while off planet that kind of supports your idea there because they did said like you know when he's in the ship she's like up you're losing me too and then it just kind of crackled out and you're like oh yeah 
sucks for Spidey because he's got a new suit on, but they did say the suit's really intuitive, so I don't know. And the other one, this is stupid and may not actually apply, but what's with the number 17? Because uh, I feel like, if I remember right, when they were, so it, Battle of Wakanda area thing, uh-huh. and when T'Challa wants to open up the wall, it was 17-something, I think. And when Tony calls out for Spider-Man's suit to come out, it's also 17-something. And I was like, why would, why? That's weird. You couldn't pick another number. I haven't number. caught that. It's not a big deal. And also I might be misremembering and maybe only one of them was 17, which totally invalidates everything I'm saying. But Maybe it's like, you know how Pixar has that one like letter number combo where it's like, yeah. this was the room where we had our D at maybe that. Has something That's to do what with I that. always think. But I never caught like, that. There has to be, I'm always like, oh, there's got to be something. Must be, must be a reason they did that, but who knows. <laughs> I mean, it'd be weird to use the same number twice for two different codes. So yeah, yeah that that's makes what, that's what threw me off is like you guys both just happen to have that same spot. I don't know. Maybe they're in the idea room and the they're like, oh man, what number should we pick? Seventeen something. All right. Well, Jerry's onto something really good. And then the next time, like, what's he thinking? He he nailed it last time. He's like, oh, let's do seventeen, but with a different letter this time. I don't know. Or maybe that I, maybe I'm just remembering it wrong. And they, like I said, I meant to go back and watch it again or just like that scene just to make sure i wasn't totally losing it but yeah whatever we only had like two weeks to rewatch it so you know yeah i know right (laughs) (laughs) um so i have two shield awards first off okay so there's only two people in the entire movie that really like see their death see like when they get dusted snapped and dusted when they see it coming that's mantis and spider-man so mantis she's an empath so she can feel people she can feel what's happening. So I, that, that makes sense. And then Spider-Man, like his emotional death, um, when he's like, Oh, I don't feel so good. I think initially we all think that it's him feeling himself dying, right? Like getting torn apart. But I think yeah. it's because his spider sense was just going like berserk because he felt like everybody in the entire universe dying. And that's oh, what was overwhelming. It made him collapse. That makes sense. So because otherwise, I mean, I figured they just dragged it out because Tom Holland is Tom Holland and they wanted to yeah. make it super dramatic, but Ultimately, that's why it happened, because it was cooler and more dramatic. But But the spider sense thing makes sense, because if he can see, if he has, I mean, precognition uh, to an extent, I mean, he's able to sense things moments, uh, I mean, at least decent amounts of moments before they happen. uh, And there's a lot happening. That's a good one. Um, I do think Quill saw his coming, but I think it was already happening, right? Yeah, because you just see his face. You just yeah, see his face and he says, oh, man, so maybe he feels his arm going off. Yeah, so it's like he had already started getting dusted. Yeah, but Spider-Man, it was like way before anything it was, happened. Yeah, way before. Yeah. Uh, and then, secondly, so it, out of 1 million, or what was it, 9 million, 605, whatever, out of all those ways, was that really the only way they could beat Thanos? 14. I kind of don't think so, because there's just a lot of obvious stuff, like... Um, I mean, you see him on, on Reddit threads, like using the portal to cut off his hand or just like shooting Quill in the head when they're about to uh, get the thing off. But the key isn't just beating Thanos. So Eternals proves that the inter- the entire planet, Earth would die if Thanos didn't win at first, right? Yes. Yes. So Thanos needed to win. Doctor Strange needed Thanos to win in the first place, but then keep Stark alive. Then winning ultimately and coming back in Endgame, all that stuff. So I think that Doctor Strange knew that this would happen, that that the uh, celestial issue would happen in Eternals if Thanos didn't win at first. That's all I had on that, but I think that makes sense. 
Yeah, and I'm I could buy like I could buy that there's literally one because they're I mean they're writing it, so I guess there's that, but yeah, it's their choice. I mean, yeah, whatever, like it because it is like it seems pretty unlikely that you would have even one if you are the most powerful being in the universe with two stones, and then he has all of them. Uh, because pretty much anything you can do, maybe even to include removing his hand, he can just undo it or he can rewrite time. Uh, cause he's got all, like, he can just change things. Now, obviously he didn't have the time stone for some of that too, but, right. uh, yeah, there's probably, there's probably some other, like you could find plot holes to come up with five or six more, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it is like, maybe. I, like you know butterfly effect stuff where you you do something or you stop him from getting a stone or you do this other thing and then all these other things happen blah 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 on and on forever and the reddit world goes insane yeah i mean at the end of the day all those reddit things were like this is a plot hole because they could have beat thanos this way it's like okay but that wouldn't be fun so yeah right i don't care <laughs> it's it gets plot. to be a limit yeah I, I've always wanted to do that when somebody says, like, why did the movie do this? I'm like, well, the plot. That's why. Yeah. Because to me, I wanted the, it to. The, the, to me, the plot hole is that they even came close at all to stopping him. Uh, yeah. At any when he point has, in the movie. There's no way with four stones that they would have gotten. Because he's, yeah, he's off. like with. Uh, with it's basically as quick as he can think. I mean, so the moment Mantis is touching him and you can see. Clearly he has really strong will because he's resisting her even while she's got him under her control. Mostly the fact that he can resist when she's fully on control or in control of him or best she can be kind of says to me that as quick as she could be in the air coming towards him, his reaction is you're now dead. Uh, Because that's, I mean, and in the comic book, that's one of the reasons that that story is so cool is, I mean, he kills everybody like instant. He doesn't even, give him time he's just like i'm not even gonna fight you you're just dead like that's just the end of it uh i mean they almost kind of did they had a moment of that with cap uh in the comic book he's dead in like a panel um captain america is dead very quickly because duh he's a superhuman sort of who's fighting yeah he's a, like an extra like strong a cosmic guy. monster yeah he's as strong as a human's there, he's beyond the genetic potential of a of a super awesome human uh but still he's just a super athlete basically yeah or super soldier i suppose i should say right have they coined <laughs> that phrase yet is that being used but uh thanos is from another world and he's gigantic he's already insanely powerful more so than captain america even at his best and then also he has stones that's dumb so in the comics, he basically just backhands him. And uh, I wrote like a quick little thing. Um, what did I call him? I can't remember. It's on the, for people who listen to the Wednesday polls, they have a website on their little blog. And it's about like awesome moments in comics that I enjoyed. And one of them was Captain America dying in Infinity War or the Infinity Gauntlet. Um, because Thanos just like, he's like, you're not going to, you know, do bad things Thanos because we're gonna stop you and then he's like nope you're dead and just slaps him in the <laughs> head and kills him like just that quick yeah. and he like turns Wolverine's bones to rubber just because he can and like put Scarlet Witch's uh, what did you know he put Cyclops's head inside of a, a box of sheer force so he just basically just dies it's just super quick how he kills everybody so in the movie 
he does that in a scene and is like, you know, with like with Mantis and Drax, where he's just like, yep, you're all dead like that quick. So to me, if you're going to say plot holes to stop him, it's really plot holes that they even came close. Yeah, especially after, <laughs> I don't know, when you see Endgame and you see that like Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man can't beat him without any stones and they're getting yeah. wiped when he has nothing. And then he has yeah. all four, at that point, like five stones, four stones sometimes. Yeah. And they're like struggling. And yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And him even, maybe it's like, I mean, I doubt it. Uh, to me, he's he's thousands of years old can be assumed they haven't said it i don't think at any point um but it's safe to assume since thor's 1500 uh thanos is probably at least that old now if we're going off comics then yeah he's definitely that old um he should have enough wisdom and understanding of these stones to know i don't need to pull a planet or a moon out of the you know i don't need to pull a moon out of the sky and throw it at this guy in an armor he's being dramatic when he did that. i can just crush him inside of his own suit uh you know or just sit back with some popcorn alter reality and have them kill each other like it just if you just want to be entertained i don't know it'd be cool to throw a moon at somebody it just seems like you could have been done with that fight in 10 seconds man yeah but that makes for a boring movie makes for fun uh what if episode yeah that would be fun i'm gonna do the first avenger award for the best one-off character cool uh, I had struggles with this one because there's not really a lot of one-off characters. So You're there's right. only really one, but he did kill it. Uh, Peter Dinklage, yep. tree, <laughs> playing a giant dwarf. That's best casting I've ever seen in an MCU movie. And he was awesome too. It wasn't just like he won it by default. He was really good. He was, I yeah, think, he was, I mean, Peter Dinklage is like legitimately good. Yeah. Always. Like he's a really good actor. Um, I That was also my pick, same pick. So Yeah. <laughs> it's a bummer that he gets like typecast, but I mean, at some point, when you're that size, it's but hard you to know what? What I loved about role. it was that he it's he is playing the dwarf, who's also gigantic. <laughs> so it's kind of it's like funny to me. I don't know if he finds it funny, but uh, but like you know he's he's got to be. I mean, the best known little person actor, but oh, yeah. he is like so he's playing you. You're like oh we're gonna go see a dwarf. So I'm thinking like Lord of the Rings. It's gonna be like a regular size, maybe a little shorter kind of chunky dude uh not a gigantic three-story tall person and then it's to me it's funnier because he's an actor who actually has dwarfism and he being an actual little person but playing a giant i thought that was i thought that was fun because it's not like you said like you get kind of typecast because of your size but it's he's not he's not playing a small guy he's playing a giant who's a dwarf and and every it, it just we're going to talk about Peter Dinklage for a second here. Cause I love him in every movie that he's in. He doesn't play like a guy who's a little person. He plays a guy who happens to be a little person. So I think that's a yeah. cool part of his career. Oh yeah. He's like, um, like I, I think everybody loves him and elf. That's like, cause it's so funny. Yeah. Um, but then like, what was that stupid movie with Melissa McCarthy? I think it was the one with her and Jason Bateman. It was so dumb, but oh, uh, that's the only thing. <laughs> uh, Tammy. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think or, that's the one that Peter Dinklage is in, right? Where they like either, used to date. I don't remember. Or he I'm wanted to date her or something, but he comes out with like a samurai sword and he's like a crazy martial artist. And <laughs> <laughs> so it's like he's yeah, he wasn't playing, he just happened to be a little yeah. person, but it's but he's always so good. And then apparently some of the other things I haven't seen him in that people just love, like he's just a really good actor. Uh, because he's Game of Thrones too, isn't he? 
Yeah, um, he's like one of the main couple guys. And like I've seen minutes of Game of Thrones, so I don't really know anything yeah, about it. But I know too many boobs. I, <laughs> it was a, a little rapey, incesty the stuff I saw. So I was like, yeah, I'll pass. Uh, but he, uh, everybody that I talked to at work that loved the show, they're like, he's just said he's so good. Um, without me prompting them or asking them how they think about him. So, so uh, Game of Thrones fans are, they're like vegans. Like they will let you know, you don't have to ask them. Um, <laughs> do you have, do you have anybody else for the uh, first Avenger? No, award? Was, I don't, I don't think the there's another. I, yeah. I couldn't think of anybody else who had a one-off. I can't, yeah. Uh, I can't even think of like an honorable mention, like a, another candidate. Yep. So I put Eatry the dwarf. That's it. Yep. I just want to get this one out of the way. So I'm going to say age of Ultron award way cooler after seeing the next five movies. I don't know about way cooler. There's got to be something better than this. I just, for whatever reason, I wrote maybe the Hulk stuff because most of the Hulk mm-hmm. stuff is kind of dumb. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't like. I really like. There's some stuff where I'm like, oh, I don't like it. There's things about how they delivered Thanos and a lot of the things around Thanos. So I'm like, oh, I don't, yeah, I don't love it. But I, you still made it really good. Um, like maybe I would prefer a different version of him, but the movie's still awesome. I can't, I don't think that about the Hulk, all the stuff with him. I'm like, this is just stupid. Uh, he, I don't like, like a completely useless Hulk. I like brutal uncontrolled Hulk and then planet Hulk stuff where he finds control and is also brutal and super scary. I don't like this, like, kind of like an impotence thing where he like can't i guess like he can't get it up i don't know how else to put that yeah he's just like oh i'm sort of turning green uh, i can't i can't get him to come out and i'm like the whole thing about the hulk is that he wants to be in control and take over and he's sick of bruce holding him back all the time yeah and so every he scene now he's refusing to come out i don't get that yeah in every scene where he was like talking to the hulk as a whole it just like looked weird too like cgi yeah. wise i thought that was goofy so I, I wasn't a fan of any of that. And I did um, like, I mean, I liked it. I mean, like later in, did you watch She-Hulk at all? I still haven't. I still haven't watched Ms. Marvel either. I so said like, I was going to do that this weekend you know, and then I didn't. I haven't watched Ms. Marvel, but I, but I did watch She-Hulk and he, uh, I liked him in that. And I liked, uh, I didn't love like Professor Hulk stuff, kind of like what they did with Endgame, but there were still parts of it I enjoyed. Um, and it didn't ruin the movie or anything like that. It just, yeah. it's not my favorite, but later down the road, this weird imbalance that he has makes more sense. They make it work better than what it did here. So I guess that's pretty much the only reason I could think of to go with him as the age of Ultron award, but there has to be better. There has to be something better. Yeah. I struggled with, with this one. Cause most like, this is kind of like the episode right before the season finale if you're like yeah it's like the peak episode yeah so everything most things circle back to endgame like endgame ages really well like i think the thing i said in the shield war like eternals makes endgame cooler and a lot of phase four stuff that like with the aftermath of the blip that's endgame that's not infinity war i think the one though that was cooler seeing when seeing this movie again was seeing wanda's trauma yeah Yeah, in this one. one Especially after obviously WandaVision and um, like just that that combo of this movie and then WandaVision and then uh, Multiverse of Madness. It just That's true it though, because because I cooler. did while we're rewatching it, I was thinking, oh man, you know WandaVision. I kept I kept thinking about it every time she had a scene because it's like how things like you said the stuff that she's going through, like how it played in, and 
horrible. Like Courtney was watching with me at the one part and she's like, oh, this is so sad. Like where Wanda has to kill Vision. And then see him come back and only, then die yeah, again. Yeah. That's... Brought back and killed in front of her. So she's had to see him die twice uh, in a matter of minutes. Um, Cause that's like Courtney. She's saying, Oh, this is so sad. I'm like, yeah, just wait. She's like, I don't remember what happens. I'm like, just wait. And she's like, Oh yeah. <laughs> he brings it back and kills him again and kills him worse. Like puts a dent in his noggin uh, and pulls a stone out of him. You're like, Oh, that's not cool, man. So she's, and it's, they also do some stuff with her that maybe wasn't on purpose, but because of WandaVision, it's how I took it. Yeah. When Wanda actually comes out in Wakanda and starts just ripping stuff apart and they kind of, they just say like, you know, she's left and we got to go get this, you know, almost like they knew about how powerful she was and they knew they needed to like play it a certain way. And then once yeah. she came out and she wasn't guarding the tower anymore, they knew that they kind of had free pass to go do whatever they wanted. Yeah. And so that's, that's something they haven't even really, that's not what they meant, but I, I think that's what they meant in this one, but they never touched on it in WandaVision. Like it is kind of her fault that he was able to get attacked. Like she was supposed to be there defending him. But then she yeah. decided, and obviously she was doing a good thing, going to save her friends. But like the point was saving the stone, and yeah. the whole and concept you know, of that. I'm going to talk about her. picking a nit because it's kind of ridiculous. But we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, that was. I just kept thinking about Wandavision, so I think that's definitely better than the Hulk one that that I went with, just because it kept coming up. But yeah, I don't, I don't know if they meant it when the you know children of Thanos have their brief discussion. If they meant it like, oh, we knew she was really the big one, we got to watch out for. But that's how I well, took they, it. They said they said something like, uh, well, "We can go take him now. She's gone." Yeah, like that's because she, like, I think that's. Yeah, they knew she was there, and it's like, well, and they battled her obviously already. They'd had their little oh, fight yeah. with her before. Oh, you picked that one. I'm gonna go right into picking a knit then, because that leads into my biggest knit. The fact that they don't sacrifice Vision because we don't trade lives, but then they give up like a bunch of freaking lives in Wakanda. Like so many people died uh-huh. when he could have just killed Vision. Yeah. Who who straight up had no idea what was happening until like yeah. ten minutes before that. They're not like, they're not involved. They're just like, what's going on? Oh crap! I guess we're gonna die today. Yeah, this is a main character, so we're gonna let you guys die. It's fine. <laughs> I'm Captain America. Um, that was absurd. Like, <laughs> but of course, plot. So you're not gonna argue that. Well, yeah, and um, also the fact that like he's not human. So just because we like him and we think Paul Bettany's awesome doesn't mean that he's actually a human he's yeah. not so if you're picking a sacrifice i don't know a couple hundred wakandans or one synthesoid dude i would pick the guy who's not a human yes i'm i'm with you i think that was weird uh <laughs> yeah there's a lot of stuff with vision that i would put in this little category but that's so weird yeah I, uh, the fact that he was just like i i think they blamed on him, him getting stabbed earlier in the movie but the fact that he lost that fight earlier in the movie also doesn't make any sense yeah so there's just a lot of that and they um, did kind of well it stopped me from phasing but yeah there i'm i'm with you that that whole thing where like it is hard because it like hindsight being what it is of course obviously sacrifice him but then uh when you're in the moment it, you're not gonna sacrifice your yeah, friend too but like you, you gotta about think that, you're like, a soldier yeah, if it's my friend if, if i knew it'd be difficult right would i even be able to do it of course i can say that when it's people i'm not connected to yeah obviously kill one save a thousand is uh that is good math to me. Um, but they turned out even in wanted, they were doing that wrong. So you never know. Yeah. He should have, should have, they should have put him down and, and really because they didn't put him down. WandaVision is their fault because she wouldn't have freaked out as bad. I don't think if she didn't have to murder her own husband or whatever, 
just for yeah. him to be brought back to be killed in front of her again. Or they could have done something like they had mentioned, like let's take him, you know, separate him and he's he's still there, but he's not, he's just not flying around the same way. Probably bring him back later. I don't know. Yeah. And then because of WandaVision, because of this, then multiverse madness happens, and then eight or earth eight three one or whatever, all their heroes are dead just because they didn't want to kill vision. So who's so whose idea was it to not kill vision in the movie? Do you remember? Captain America, hundred percent. Yeah. So between between Steve Rogers and Tony Stark, all of the problems in the MCU, those two guys. 100%. Real nice guys. Civil War was just the two of them fighting about who's dumber. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, they're both garbage. <laughs> uh, more nits. <laughs> uh, more yeah, nits. Coming. So the fact that Quill and Gamora thought that they could somehow stop Thanos at nowhere didn't make any sense, Oof. even without the stones, not even a close fight. Thor was 100% right in that situation. Um, yeah. There's the line where Quill was talking about getting a Bowflex. So I thought that might be a potential for a knit, but it turns out the Bowflex was invented yeah. in eight, or 1986, and he left Earth yep. in 1988, so it kind of makes sense. Did it's you look funny. that up too? No, I, I I knew that it was in okay. the mid to early 80s. I didn't know the exact year, but, but either way, he was two then. Yeah. No, no, but he I, left Earth in 88. So he oh, no, yeah, because he was already... He was eight, seven. Was he seven? Yeah. I think he was nine so he when he left. So he had been seven when it was invented. Right. So there you go. Um, yeah. I kind of, I was thinking that when he said, it, I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, ah, it was made in the eighties sometime. I just can't remember when I'll like, I'll leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was looking for, for if one only there. He knew how advanced the Bowflex had become by this time. Exactly. Uh, it's a very different machine. Um, uh, Couple more nits. The fact that Strange didn't portal back to Earth, like he was like, "How do we get back home?" Like, dude, you have you have a portal. You can go back home. You have a portal, dude. And then at at first, it's like, well, maybe it's because he doesn't know where they are. So he's got to like, you know, know exactly where they're going. But then they portal back in Endgame, so that's debunked. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't work. I'm and I still too with the with the the one. What did you say before this? Oh, the nowhere thing. I'm. I want to double down on that one because Gamora knows Thanos so intimately, and she's like, "Oh yeah, me and this human can definitely go." Yeah, we got stupid. Well, they got Mantis for uh, for backup, so they're fine. She does a lot. They got this this empath who can jump on people and touch their foreheads or whatever. Yeah. Spoiler: That's gonna be a big nit in Endgame. The fact that she's even out there in the final fight. Like, you just go hide. You're not helping anybody. Yeah. She's just people. She's a crowd favorite. People enjoy her, and she gets to go in. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Stark says to Quill, "All right, I've got a plan." And then what he says, there's no sense of a plan. He's like, "So we got to stop him," and that's that's my plan. That was kind of a yes. Which is Um, weird because he's not to say that super smart people have to just manifest everything immediately in their brains, but like, he's a really smart dude. And I feel like he could have done better than that. Yeah. Uh, last one. I think this movie, for the most part, was really good at mixing humor with the drama. But then we're, we're in the middle of like three climaxes, like Thor's getting his hammer, Wakanda's getting attacked, they're fighting Thanos. And then they have that stupid line from Peter Dinklage, that's what killing you means. That was such a stupid I, line. I laughed at that so hard. <laughs> That was so funny. I hated that. That, so that would have been funny in the first like 10 minutes in the, in the movie, but like in the climax, it's like, yeah, like okay. Ah. I left. You're right. I mean, the timing of it probably could have been better, but I laughed at Thor. I laughed harder at Thor responding in the first place. And because because the whole audience is thinking what Eatry says, we're all like, yeah, duh. 
you oaf what is wrong with you <laughs> it was, was kind of just like and i'm and i'm i want to assume except for that they clearly have all these like little communicators built into their heads so they can all hear each other no matter what's going on apparently because otherwise i'd be like oh he's just saying that under his breath to himself <laughs> it's like everybody <laughs> hears everything they're all saying uh, that's, that's a myth a, that something... i have in every movie they, if they don't directly address the communication devices how are they all talking to each other all the time in the middle of battles across distances and in the middle of absorbing the energy of a star you can hear each other no yeah early on they would at least do like the hand to the ear thing to be like hey i'm talking to the thing in my ear and then later they just didn't even like which do like, that did, and then everybody's see, talking uh, everybody can hear everybody like yeah, why does Okoye have a yeah it doesn't make any sense and I get it, like Wakanda, they deal with that because they got their beads, they got their different technology, and they it, they speak directly about their technology. I don't remember really doing that with a lot of the Avengers stuff, but yeah. And, and why like, would the Avengers be able to communicate with the like? They just I don't know. Yeah, oh, maybe hey, that's just a really boring the, uh, scene. Like, hey, here's a earpiece. Like that one. We just been we just Bluetooth synced everything here. Uh, here's special <laughs> vibranium Bluetooth, so it just does whatever. Did, did you see Uncharted? Uh, shoot, yeah, I did. I like that movie a lot. Do you, do you remember that scene where like Tom Holland's putting his hand up to his ear and Mark Wahlberg's like, stop putting your hand to your ear. It looks <laughs> yeah. it's ridiculous. Stop doing that. Cause it, like, I'm totally cool with not putting your hand to your ear, but I feel like I would have liked to somebody to explain how everybody intergalactic communication. Now, like we're just, we're from different galaxies all over the cosmos. And you're like, our technology all just jives. It's cool, man. Cause they have Bluetooth everywhere. Continue on. Nits. You have more nits. Oh, that's it. Okay. Cool. That's all my nits. Um, so I have one that's actually in two different categories for me, but I'm going to bring it up. Um, Tony's glasses in his first armor up when they walk outside the sanctum and they're, he's changing his armor. He takes his glasses off and about when he gets to his chest, they just vanish out of his hands. Well, they're nanotech, right? Wouldn't they? No, I don't think so. Cause why would he take them off? I don't know. Wouldn't Dramatic they just... effect. Have you met Tony so... Stark before? But he, but if you look at his hand, he still has his hand like he's holding the glasses all the way down. And it's like when they when they did the CGI over it, they just were like, oh, the glasses are gone. Nobody's gonna care. <laughs> I think that's weird. Um, not a, not a big deal. It's not stopping me from watching the movie. Um, the way that Wanda says hands off in the scene where they're fighting when they're in Scotland, it sounded like they cut off her sentence, like she was supposed to say more words. Like yeah. her inflection, we can just say she's not a native speaker or something, I guess. But her inflection on the word off is like there's more coming and they just chopped it short. Like she was going to call call her a name or something. I don't know. Like it just hands weird. off my man. Yeah. Or like hands off dummy or I don't know, whatever. And then this one is a big one for me. Uh, Thor says Nivadalir instead of Nidavalir. And then it's spelled the differently on the movie. Yeah. yeah. He's the only one, too. All of the other people who say it, which is like three people, they all say it correctly, and it's put on the screen, and Thor's the one who knows about it, and he's supposed to be, I know they don't portray him this way in a lot of the movies, but he's an Asgardian-educated character, which means yeah. he's super smart, even though by Asgardian standards, maybe he's not, but by our standards, he's very knowledgeable. He's 1,500 years old. If he's you're 1500 well and still an idiot you got to rethink yeah, your life he's he is like clearly educated in all of this stuff because he knows it exists and he just kept saying nidavalir and i'm like i it even made me second guess this was like what a second 
I, cause I didn't notice it in the theater. Uh, yeah. Not that I remember it, but I was like, wait a second, hold on. And I happened to be reading just recently, some of the Jane Foster, the mighty Thor comics. And I was like, I swear that they, that's not what it is. So I just like opened up comiXology and I was like, yeah. And then of course, eight seconds later, it shows up on the screen and would have settled the whole thing right there. <laughs> there I'm go. like, what am I, am I remembering this wrong? Have I been wrong the whole time? Um, there's that. And then uh, this one I'm putting in as picking a nit, but it's not really something I care that much about now. Um, but Thanos motives in general. Um, I do prefer comics Thanos to MCU Thanos. Um, I do really like how Josh Brolin did it. I think that it's really good. But his motives have always, like, for the history of the character, have been nothing to do with fixing. He doesn't want to balance anything. He wants to murder everyone. Right. Because he's messed up. And his whole thing, obviously, they're not having death as a character in the movie. But his whole thing is, like, he wants to prove to her his love for her by murdering everyone. So he's just, like, killing people for fun. Um. And the whole, just, yeah, his whole thing of like, and and actually like loving Gamora enough to cry is, although again, like I said, that scene, super big time, hits really hard, very, very intense, dramatic scene. But then on the other side of the coin, I'm like, you know, he really, if we're talking comic book Thanos, he doesn't, he doesn't care about this random green chick that he stole from another planet. Um, Which also obviously in like comic book story, they're, his relationship with Gamora and Nebula is different, right. um, but they're his daughters in this and whatever. Um, but that's not that big of a nit. It's just yeah. See, I because I still love the movie. I think that's one of the changes that I like from the comics. I don't like all changes. I defend a lot if they work out in movies. But I think the fact that in Endgame he shows himself to be way more of a I just want to kill everybody. That's really more like what i want to do i think if there wasn't that then it'd be more upsetting that he was pretending or he was in theory this benevolent guy who's just trying to save everybody else well you're right his i mean his motives do kind of is it's almost in the uh way cooler in the next five movies thing yeah they're more Um, revealed and because it is yeah he's kind of i mean you see it with nebula because he's so hateful towards her but like yeah his (laughs) would have been a waste of parts yeah it's so messed up and he's he's just like he's kind of sociopathic which you don't really see here you're just like oh he's just a little because everybody loves the misguided bad guy who's they're they're good in their eyes they're not just purely evil um they're trying to do the right thing by their standards and you know people like that it's more compelling i guess but i think it's uh, the most compelling when you have a like a he's kind of sympathetic like you know where they're coming from but there's like no saving them there's no redeeming quality it's like killmonger hella and i would say thanos at least in this version when you add that game that I think it's more of just a, um, and also on that, I really thought after Ragnarok, when we knew infinity war was coming, I thought Hela and Kate Blanchett, I thought she was going to take the place in the MCU as, as death. Same. Really 100%. You did. Yeah. Yep. But never happened. I think I even tweeted about it. Cause I just thought it would be so cool. Or maybe I talked about it in a discord. I was like, that would be pretty sweet, man. I mean, she's the goddess of death. It's not that big of a jump. And death as a yeah. character in the comics isn't really like nobody really cares that much. Yeah. Apologies to anybody who cares about that character. It's like, <laughs> it's oh, my she's favorite cool. Villain. Yeah, she exists and she's got some cool stuff. And there's stories where it's cool, but it's like, man, I don't really care that much if she's done exactly right. And um plus and, with and Ella, Kate Blanchett was really cool. 
Yeah, and you never saw her die. And that's like a rule in movies. If you don't physically yep. see somebody die, they're going to come back later. You know, gosh, especially in a comic book movie where it's like, I mean, how many times have we seen Loki die? And he just kept coming back. And we haven't talked about Loki knows. at all in this movie, but he was really, really good in that. Yeah, he was good part. for that little. Yeah. But, you know, we talk about him a lot. He's in yeah, a lot he's, of things. He's good. Uh, you got any more nets? Uh, nope, that was all mine. Cool. You're up next. Well, I dropped my pen, so I can't. I have to check mark my notes so I don't, you know, so I see this is what happened. I already lost my spot. There we go. Okay. Uh, let's do cheesiest fight scene, best fight scene. All right. Because I don't really like that one either. Um, just because, like, so kind of like, you know, Civil War, every fight scene is awesome. Yeah, uh, there are no bad fight scenes in this movie. Yeah, Spoiler. Infinity War, there aren't any bad fight scenes. So, like, the cheesiest one I could think of was the Vision Wanda Proxima Midnight Corvus Glaive thing with Captain America. Cause like, um, just the fact that Vision didn't just decimate everybody is that's a good pick. Yeah. Weird to me. And it's not, I don't think the fight scene was necessarily cheesy. I mean, they threw in that line like, oh, his blade stopped me from phasing. But it's also like, dude, all you have to do is like blast him with your Infinity <laughs> Stone forehead and you're pretty much done. And He's, I mean, I feel like when he's first introduced to the movies, he shows up and is like, holy crap, this guy's like for real. And now it's like, eh, he's kind of watered down and he's just like this sort of almost human robot man who just kind of is strong. And you're like, no, dude, he's like crazy strong. He's yeah, like, he's like less strong than people. Iron Man by yeah. in, in this movie. And that's just not that doesn't how he's make introduced. Yeah. Sorry, he the fact comics. that Spider-Man and Iron Man are out fighting Vision <laughs> is crazy to me they're humans on other planets fighting ridiculous beings that neither of them have seen before well black widow falcon and captain america were able to kill uh what's his name and then two yeah, that's, people that's that are powered by infinity stones good so that's a really good pick that, that's the worst fight scene yeah, but it, I, it, it did end up being super cool it. yeah like i think the fact that i i think that's by default the worst one just because that doesn't make any sense that's but like exactly captain america's introduction Captain America's introduction to the movie in that scene, that was awesome. So that made the yeah, fight. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. Really and, cool. and, I mean, obviously in a real fight, if I'm Proxima, they called her Proxima Midnight in the movie too, right? I don't think they ever said her name. Yeah, they, know, didn't, like they changed, I think Ma is the only one they said the name of, but they're they changed, all labeled. Uh, like uh, Cole Obsidian's not his real name. They changed it for the movie, but they don't really talk about it or say it. I didn't even know that was his name until like credit scenes. But yeah. so I was, I couldn't remember with her, but either way, like, when Wanda looks like if I look behind the train, like that's the oldest trick in the book. I look over there to get you to look and then I murder you. And I'm like, she's like, clearly she's bred for war. Her title is children of Thanos. She's part of the team of people who just go around the world or around the universe, murdering people. I feel like she would have just killed Wanda right there. Um, Yeah. And also what's Cap doing? Why is he just hanging out? Like waiting for her to look shadows, man. Yeah. Trying to be dramatic. And it's and that, but the entrance was super cool too. Cause yeah. I remember in the theater, people being like, Oh, that's good. I'm like, I didn't know he's gonna be in this movie. Whoa. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then, uh, especially because there were question marks, if I remember right, going into the movie about whether or not he would be coming back. Uh, oh, after the movie. You know, yeah. and it was like, Is he gonna be, is he gonna be in Infinity War? Uh, and I think that was all when they were still, when they hadn't released the actual title of the next Avengers movie, I think was really when that stuff was being discussed. Ooh, they I didn't can't remember. release the title. Like it was insane. It was like three was months late. before Endgame came out. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they weren't saying 
anything about what the names of even with infinity war they were like yeah there's gonna be something about the infinity saga but we are you know but we and i think they originally were saying like infinity part one or infinity war part two yeah. i don't remember but either way um and then for me the best scene is either fighting thanos on titan or the wakanda scene because the wakanda scene had some of the best action in it that was like oh, really yeah. awesome and you but see like everybody together scenes. too it, oh yeah and it was like well you know in Endgame they have the huge everybody's unified and fighting yeah this is like that but a little less corny um so it's like i love well, it's, it's like less too, hopeful it's and it's like, like more like yep yeah. you might die this is a really bad thing and then you still have some comedic stuff so that probably the wakanda battle is the best one but the thanos on titan scene is is very heavy with the um, they're both really heavy with stakes obviously for because it's for a stone but on titan is battling for the entire glove taking the whole gauntlet you know yeah but yeah i think think i'll settle with wakanda i think those two are both top tier mcu fight scenes i think this whole movie like top to bottom has great fight scenes uh i don't know if this is the best but i'm highlighting this one the hulk and thanos fight at the beginning that's pretty cool I think it's really w- rare when there's like really good like fight scene choreography between two CGI characters, but that That's was like true. legitimately like like Winter Soldier type fighting, yeah, and it that just was, it was good. It just set up Thanos as this as this insanely powerful dude who just wiped the floor with the strongest Avenger minutes into the movie. And yeah, I hope they do that with Kang. I want him to kill somebody like, like right at the beginning. Of the oh movie yeah, in a way like and that. And it's bonus points is the like you said the choreography for it's actually good where you're actually seeing thanos as a skilled fighter which you just won't need to once he has all the stones but he uh seeing how how quickly without using the stone he can just yeah because you never see the stone glow during that fight no he just sits there and lets the hulk punch him until he gets bored and then he just shuts him down really fast uh which is pretty cool i think it's weird that the hulk's little that little jab he does up by his clavicle there didn't get the hulk like he didn't recover from that with his advanced healing ability but uh but i mean his whole just how fast thanos just ripped him apart was like dude that's cool i like that yeah uh i'm gonna do poorly aged cgi i think this was like a four-year peak of really good cgi from the mcu but there's like a couple weird things the like anytime Thanos picked up anything, it looked really weird. That didn't re- that doesn't really bother me that much, but it just always like just looked a little bit off. But one of the grossest pieces of CGI in the last like ten years of Marvel movies was Banner's head like floating around in the Hulkbuster inside costume. the Hulkbuster. Yeah. yeah, that looked terrible. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, was that all for you? Yeah, I yeah. So not a lot of complaints in this movie. Yeah, the. Uh... The Hulkbuster bit was one for me. Just his head looked funny. The uh, also not not just Thanos picking stuff up, but like with hands, there were a few points. I don't, I didn't write them all down, but there's, there were a couple times where there was like hands touching CGI things where it looked a little weird. Yeah. Um, and actually, I think Tony when he was coming in in his suit for that first fight, he kind of like there was just a split second where it looked a little funny. But you can probably throw thing, the glass you know. thing, yeah. That's, that's what I, I wrote it in both spots with cgi and pick a knit um but the cgi wasn't bad it just disappeared i guess I yeah know. that's one of those like weird artistic choices more than bad cgi yeah they might have maybe it maybe it was on purpose 
it seems like somebody just kind of missed it and they're like, ah, nobody's going to notice. Too late. <laughs> We're good. And to be fair, I didn't notice it until now. So, yeah. That's what and this I had podcast to rewind is for, is ruining your favorite movies. Yeah. So that's, but yeah, I think the, I think the Hulkbuster stuff was probably the weirdest. It just made Mark Ruffalo's head look funny. Yeah. Uh, Captain Marvel Award is a character that inexplicably didn't save the world. I put initially, I put Hulk, but it's a good one. So he was, he got shut down by Thanos. And maybe that's the whole thing is now he's got stage fright because that dude hurt him, but that doesn't really jive with the Hulk's character. Well, they kind of said that in Endgame too, but either way, it doesn't, yeah. He should have been, if you go with like the Hulk, I mean, cause I feel like the Hulk in movies, they've kept the lore pretty consistent with the comic books. I'm like, he's just uncageable, untamable rage monster that, does what he wants and the moment banner gets mad is when he comes out except for that's not how they actually do it in the movie that seems to be how bruce talks about it but that's not really what happens in the mcu stuff except the very first you know non mark ruffalo hulk where that is what happens but you know so he's he just never came back out and and hulk wouldn't be like, oh man, Thanos beat me. I guess I'm gonna go sit in my corner. He'd be like, I'm super mad. And I'm gonna murder that dude. And I feel like the moment that Bruce saw Thanos is when the Hulk would have come out. And it just like the fact that he didn't bother me. But I backed off on that a little bit and wound up going with Silver Surfer or Adam Warlock. I knew you were gonna um, say Silver Surfer. I always say Silver Surfer because he's so <laughs> he's so significant in so many comic stories that are around these things, particularly with the intergalactic stuff. Yeah, I think but, this is the most. Um, this is this is like Silver Surfer's like number one Captain Marvel award because he was like legitimately a huge part of this storyline and yeah the storyline that he was written led into this one. And the Adam Warlock's a big one for me because he had already been introduced. Um, oh, that's true, actually. Yeah, they haven't shown his face, but they introduced they him his, in Guardians. Yeah, they said his name uh, at least. Yeah, so you're like, oh, oh, yeah. and uh, that's I mean, a great one obvious. because. We would have been, I, I don't remember what I was thinking at that point, but we would have been expecting it for Infinity War if it was yeah. set up in Guardians a year earlier. And that's when we're like, I know like Courtney, a couple other people that I talked to, they're like, hey, what was that? What was that credit scene about? I'm like, uh, people with golden skin with a guy named Adam. It's Adam Warlock. Done. And uh, everybody figured that out after that. I mean, you read enough articles over the next year, like you said, and it was out there. So that one seems weird because he's such a huge player in the comic series infinity stuff and he's not being introduced to the mcu till after all of that's done i think that's weird um and to my knowledge he's not a character that has rights issues like they had with with x-men and fantastic four and spider-man he's just a guy that hadn't been used by anybody and they still just didn't use him yeah because he doesn't have like it's yeah that's interesting i don't because i don't know what yeah because silver surfer he they in the in the the rights breakup they put him with the fantastic four yeah i don't know who adam warlock would go with nobody uh no i mean now and i guess you could yeah maybe if he was tied up somewhere and we just didn't know about it because he'd never been in a movie yeah um so they could get away with saying his name but only his first name and maybe that's i don't know but it doesn't make a lot of sense because he's never really been uh, at least uh out where people could see it he's just never been there so to me it seemed like they had the green light and they just didn't um, but even aside from just take all the studio stuff out of it, if we're in that situation, assuming everybody had rights to him or whatever, why did yeah. he show up? 
That, I was just looking so that, it up. I, that to me was the big winner from on my end. Yeah, I think that's that's the right answer because I, I think you could argue, obviously, Captain Marvel, she can win every single award. They could have texted Fury. He would, you know, ping her. Um, but it's just a just a tor- short time frame that'd be hard to make sense. Um, yeah, I wrote Silver Surfer 2, Silver Surfer, but this was before the Fox acquisition, so that just wouldn't make sense. But right. the Warlock one, that is a, that's a great pick because he was introduced a year before. Just be the that's great, why the he best time up, uh, to bring him in. I wrote him in that order, too. I started just as I'm watching the movie, I just wrote Hulk. And then later on, I wrote Silver Surfer, which I feel like if anybody's listened to the other episodes that I was on, that's probably a guess that I'll, I'll say that for the X-Men movies, probably just because whatever. My Little Pony movie, who should have saved the world? Silver Surfer. Um, but like the then I wrote Adam Warlock sometime towards the end of the movie. And I was like, yeah, because he was already introduced. Why yeah. isn't he here? That's and that's I thought that pick. I remember thinking that in the theater, just like, why didn't they use him? But we weren't giving out awards for it at the time. So I'm gonna do missed opportunities. So I've got two. One is semi-serious, one is just a stupid funny one. So there's just a lot of low screen time for a lot of really important players like uh, Captain America's team and the Wakandans and a few others. But there's just so much, there's only so much time you can give to each character in a movie like this. So like the fact that Captain America didn't get a lot of screen time kind of makes sense. And then he made up for it with the next one. But the fact that Chadwick Boseman died like a couple years after this movie and like his his last two movies, he had such small screen time. That's a big missed opportunity that was yeah. Probably a little bit unavoidable and sucks, but it's whatever. And then another missed opportunity. I think this is a joke they should have inserted. Inserted when Okoye was talking about what she expected opening the borders of Wakanda meant. She said, uh, "You know, the Olympics, maybe a Starbucks." She totally <laughs> could have said, "Maybe a Disney World," and that's just like <laughs> just meta enough to be kind of funny, but not like too on the but nose. Not too much. Yeah. And <laughs> in that same vein, though, the same the 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 fact that. RDJ and uh, Benedict Cumberbatch didn't have a cheesy no shit Sherlock kind of joke in there. That makes me very happy because that would have been so corny and I would have hated it. People were saying that they wanted it. I'm so happy it didn't happen. It, it is like it's funny for like a meme or something later. Um, I didn't even yeah, think about that because I didn't I didn't watch uh, the Cumberbatch Sherlock stuff at all. Ooh, yeah, Apparently too. it's really good. I just never watched it. Uh, but that is funny. They both <laughs> never thought about that. So that's, that's a properly missed opportunity a missed negative opportunity yeah. <laughs> missed opportunities for me were vision and adam warlock i feel like for all the stuff i already said adam warlock is an obvious one uh vision to me is just like they just watered him down and kind of like just made him so non-factor like throughout over the over the course of his like as he shows up in the his first appearance to now he just gets more and more watered down. Yeah. Uh, and I feel and it makes like sense in civil him. war because they're fighting their friends. So he's not going to like rip them apart, but then you expect yeah. him to come back for, yeah, for having, anywhere to be having him do something like just being any kind of serious factor. Uh, and even civil war, like he was great, but they could have, I feel like he should have been even stronger. And then in this one, he was just he was just a non-factor. He showed up for a second, and that's about it. He really didn't do much. But yeah, probably, bummer. I think Adam Warlock is still probably a pretty big missed opportunity. That's a good one. Yeah, I I didn't even think of that going into this, but that's that's the right answer. 
So Taika Waititi Award, I think I have two main ones. Uh, the look at Peter Parker's face, the look uh, Peter Peter Parker made. I have to say Peter Parker, not just Peter. Spider-Man, <laughs> say that. The face that Spider-Man made when Quill describes Thor as not that good looking. He's like shocked. He's like, what? What are you saying? <laughs> and then that the is, line. That's a good one. Uh, the line, take names and take ass. That was a little bit funny. That was, it was, it's kind of funny. But then Drax after that going, that's right. Like standing tall and strong. Yeah, like, yeah I'm so proud of it. it. Yeah, that, that's, that made it that, even funnier. That made me laugh because that was in uh, Waterboy. Um, when those two idiot fans are watching the game, they say that. And I thought that was, so that made me laugh. Never seen Waterboy. Um, you've never seen Waterboy? I, I, it's probably been on in the room that I've been in, but I've never you'd been have, like, yeah, yeah, I want to watch well, this you movie. Been like, you'd have been way too young to have seen it. It was late it was, 90s, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, I think, I thought it was really funny when, when, uh, Spider Man's like, oh, we're using our made up names. That was, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a good that one. That made me laugh because he was like super serious about it. And Doctor Strange didn't like clear it up for him. He's just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Moving on. This kid's weird. <laughs> uh, I did, even though this would be a nit for me, um, I laughed when Thor was like, called them all morons, just repeating what had been said to him. Yeah. Um, but he also, morons. he also speaks English and knows what morons means. Uh, so he knows he's just being a... Yeah, so that's like, either he's seriously saying it, because that's how they kind of portrayed it. Like he's... Oh, he doesn't, he doesn't understand, but clear, he definitely would understand, which makes it less funny and more stupid. Rocket's thing with wanting to take the arm back or like, he's going to get that arm. Like that was pretty funny. Yeah. Cause it's that just actually, real quick. that's something that for the uh, age of Ultron award after the, uh, uh, the Christmas special, cause he got the arm. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. I did too. To the extent that the Christmas special was silly. Yeah, this was just a great string of, of movies where they were like, I, I said this earlier, but they're so funny, like Ragnarok, this and Endgame. They're all really funny movies, but it never took away from the drama like at all. Yeah, even though and like Ragnarok's funnier, but you don't like you said, it's it it's also lower stakes, so it's allowed to be funnier. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh... Um, but it, there's the one of the most dramatic scenes of the movie where Thanos has Gamora, and Gamora's like, "You got to kill me." Quill is still making jokes. He still he says, "I prefer to think of myself as a long term Titan killing booty call. I'm gonna yeah, blow that, that nutsack off a chin right off your like, face." Uh, and like nobody's funny. laughing, but it's still like it makes sense based on the character, and it's a humorous yeah. line. And they just did so that he's so being well. In this serious, movie. yeah, he's being yeah. dead serious, but we're laughing because it's just well, it's, it's, it's so just silly. his his character. Like he's reacting yeah. with a joke because he's stressed out. You know, I, it, I it do just think makes sense here. Maybe the the why is Gamora thing that was funny. Um, and to, <laughs> as far as I, I know, like that, that was one. improv too. Like it wasn't. It fits with Drax being kind of an idiot. Yeah. Uh, but like, it was funny. And I, if I understand right, it was improv. It wasn't scripted. They just did it. Yeah. Like he just decided he was going to do it. I had that useless trivia. It's uh, um. Oh. Excuse me. It was uh, brought up by Chris Pratt, who told Batista to do it, and then Batista did it. It's it, the it part like that a, bothered me with it was that you know not pause for us to laugh at it but they didn't pause for anybody to be like what's wrong with that guy like they totally did though you gotta watch that again because dr strange makes a face where he's like what oh he does so maybe so i was kind of doing some stuff maybe i just looked away when he did it but the dialogue i just felt like the dialogue didn't break very long so maybe i just assumed 
Yeah, I, they might have kept talking, but they definitely showed a face there. I'll have to go back and look. I take it all back. Anyway. And like you said, appropriate for the stakes. So Ragnarok's more ridiculous and the stakes are lower. Infinity War is much higher stakes. So it's less ridiculous, silly stuff. And But it all very tastefully done, in my opinion, at yeah. least up until this point in the MCU, pretty much every movie has been well-balanced with those yeah. things. And then Endgame, I think it's like you can see in the movie different times where the stakes get high. Like the, the last battle, there's no jokes. But in the yeah. middle bit, or just the time heist, there's jokes galore. That's fine. And then they just ruined it in the last couple of movies. So we've got what age is the best and what age is the worst. So I think this movie was clearly the peak of nanotech. I said that with Black Panther, not that it was the peak, but that's the first time it was like introduced and it was cool. But like seeing Tony suit up for the first time and that was so cool. It was so cool. And then Spider-Man gets a suit. That was so cool. But now everybody has it's just a lazy way to have people getting their suits. And they do it every single movie. So that that ages. Well, so yeah, so we can show like I that's a good one because basically it turns into who are we paying a lot and we have to show their face. Uh, well, we need Gwyneth Paltrow to be able to come in and out of this suit very quickly so we can show you that it is her and we need to be able to show you Tom Holland's face and we need to make sure you can see Robert Downey Jr.'s face. Gwyneth Paltrow is a funny Evangeline one. Evangeline Lilly needs to do her thing and whatever. <laughs> I think Paltrow is the only one of those that you mentioned that never had a nanotech suit <laughs> in her final, ba- in her final battle in a any game. No, she had an actual pop-up mask. Dang. Because remember, and they actually, had the you know physical- what? But I, you know what I said, Evangeline Lilly, but I think she has a pop-up mask too. No, she, I, I think she had a nanotech in the latest movie. Did she? Yeah. That, I think that's where it, it like crossed the line for me. I liked the new A-Man movie a lot. It was, I did too. I, bad ratings it got, but. No, that, that, was, was, that was ridiculous. Yeah. Was it's so weird to me though. Like in general, the, the mask helmet situation, my gripe with that is, yeah, they use nanotech as a lazy way, but even for the helmets that aren't nanotech, why are you taking it off? Like all of yeah, these. Yeah, just leave masks, it on most of the time. Other than Spider Man's generic Spider Man mask, none of the others have had any conversation about how it's hard to breathe in them that I can think of. They almost all of them have a breathing device in them, or at least implied. Like Star Lord's thing is for him to breathe in space. He can wear that and he's fine and it protects him. And then you got like Ant Man and the Wasp. Theirs is for protection and it regulates their breathing as far as we know. Uh, right. At, why are they taking them off? Like you don't see people like if you go into a war zone, soldiers don't just randomly take their helmet off and just be like, "Yeah, I'll just risk whatever happens to my head right now." Well, the so guy I can did talk in, uh, to my dad or whatever. The guy did in Saving Private Ryan. See how that worked out. Yeah, remember that when he got shot in the exactly. head and dinged off, shot in the helmet, head. shot again. Yeah, there's like, and that was like Quantumania, a couple other ones where it's like, "Oh, I'm going to talk to my family member uh, or this person I care about." And I'm just going to keep taking my mask off and then they're going to take their mask off. And why just leave your crap on, finish the fight, go home. But you know, you gotta, it probably saves a little money on CGI. I can't imagine it would be that much saving time though. Cause now you got a CGI it coming off, coming back on. Yeah, It's probably so it's harder just, to do the coming off than to just have it for a minute. Yeah. Just know? leave it. And then you're just doing angles. I don't know, yeah. but I'm not, I don't do that stuff, but yeah, yeah. that's a good one. I tell you though, if daredevil has a nanotech mask, Nope, I I'm will out. riot. That's going to be frustrating. Um, do you have one for what age is the best or worst? 
Um, no, I didn't write. I wrote what I actually wrote here was Hulkbuster and then crossed it out because I meant to put that under CGI. <laughs> so that's a, I must have been why I just skipped writing anything down or putting any thought into it. There you go. All right, who stole the movie? This is a new award. Who is the MVP to you in this movie? Can be an actor, a character. Yeah, I uh, for me, I think it's either Thor or Zoe Saldana Gamora. Not not just Gamora the character, but her acting. I think she was really really good, and yeah. uh, just like the scene where she kills Thanos and then turns out it, it was just not actually real. Um, and having how she played the character, ha- just having, well, I just killed this guy who I know needs to die and I hate him so much, but then also the, he has essentially been her dad in a really messed up way. Yeah. And she's having this whole like emotional conflict going on and her portrayal of it was so good. Um, plus like her dying, like all of the stuff in the story was very Gamora centric, as mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier. So she kind of in a in a way where I definitely wasn't expecting the movie to really be hinged around her at all, other than just that she's in it. But she right. was so significant, and her Zoe Saldana's acting, her like her portrayal was so good. Um, and then Thor's like probably another one, I guess, because he he did so much like heavy hitting type stuff, and I mean he's still not not Chris Hemsworth necessarily the same way I was saying with Zoe Saldana where she just was really doing a good job yeah he's playing the same character he's played he was um, just but, written well you know yeah they just the just the way he shows up is he's every time he comes in the room it's a big deal so he's yeah. kind of hard to take out of that category he's still funny he he does all the cool action stuff but he shows up lightning everywhere, chucking a big ax through a bunch of people. And then he's just going off, you know, very, you know, you got the Ragnarok energy with all the lightning and all the awesomeness. And they even dip into the loss and stuff that I feel like, I don't know if they did it this way as a response to the criticisms that there weren't enough stakes or enough loss in the movies. They're um, just like reminding fans like Thor's yeah, lost everybody like, at this know, point. Yeah, and, and he's not alone for sure. Obviously, it gets worse after the snap, but like for him, he's been alive. Like he said, 1,500 years, he's killed twice that. And uh, so he's he's dealing with all of the baggage of killing people for, you know, a really long time, centuries of fighting and killing people. And also everyone he knows and cares about is dead or has tried to kill him or just died in this movie after trying to kill him several times. And like everything is a really dark thing. But at the same time, because of that, this is where I almost put Rocket in here because Mm. in that scene where they're discussing it, Rocket has his little, like, that's really funny, right? The whole exchange of like, oh, you must be the captain. Obviously that whole exchange between him and Thor is super funny. But then later when it's just the two of them, he's like, all right, time to be a captain. And he starts kind of understanding how significant his new role that he didn't actually really mean to have is and he's almost like almost like a counselor for thor for a second just to oh how do you feel about that like um so that rocket almost made it to the category just from that scene but i don't know i think for me i still would pick zoe saldana as the winner for this one i think that's a good pick i went chris pratt uh, I don't think Star-Lord, 
but he he had a uh, such emotional depth in this movie same thing he said with saldana i think they were you could argue those two were like the main characters of this movie and he's yeah. still hilarious and he showed off really good action skills um and he probably went through the most trauma throughout this movie like he had to kill gamora couldn't and then found out that she died and then had to live with the fact that he screwed up yeah, saving half he... the universe and then watches himself get dusted like that's a lot to go through in an afternoon yeah um so he obviously ruined the plan in stopping Thanos. And I I honestly think that affected his career a little bit. Like if you look at Chris Pratt's um his, his uh like IMDB page or whatever, he he was killing it from like 2015 to 2018, 19. Obviously, these these movies helped. And then he went kind of a, on a hiatus, which obviously actors have highs and lows. But I personally like I couldn't watch Parks and Rec for like a year after watching Infinity War because <laughs> I was still so mad at Star Lord. <laughs> Um, I didn't. I didn't have that problem, but that that is funny because I actually almost wrote that in the pick a knit thing, because yeah. but I bailed, um, and here we are. He uh, in that moment when they are all very aware that he's about to do something stupid, they should have shot him head. Why him, honestly? Was, like not even that. Like Tony's got so many weapons, <laughs> just knock the guy out. It'll take a split second. Go back most- and get the glove off. The most inexcusable is Nebula because she wasn't even helping with Thanos. She's just standing yeah, she's just there standing. egging him on. She's like, hey, he's dead or she's dead. Gamora's dead. You're right. Yeah. Just she, so you know, it's even worse because she's a trained assassin and could have rendered him unconscious in a matter of seconds yeah. or at least and, subdued him and taken his weapon away. Yeah. And, and people and, are I people who argue that 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 his action didn't make sense. I think you don't know his character very well because he's the same dude that shot his his celestial father with a handgun when he found out he killed his mom. Like that was perfectly in character. For yeah. He definitely. Yeah. No, no surprises him. there for him being irrational and silly. I really don't get why he wouldn't just, sh- he's got a gun to his head and you're like, Hey man, I'm mad at you. I'm going to hit you repeatedly. If well, I mean, really last time we tried just, to shoot that gun, it turned into bubbles. So maybe he's that's true. But he's like kind of subdued. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just talking about that. But I guess it's, you know, he's upset, so he just wants to hit stuff. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I think, uh, yeah, I think Pratt won this. But and he was sh- really good. So, yeah, I mean, in general. Uh, so he's, Pratt, he's actor- weird like that where we I think people blew him off, obviously, because he played like chunky dudes. And they even made that joke, which cracked me up, like you're one sandwich away from being fat. That made me laugh. Um, <laughs> but like he's. He is actually a really good actor. Yeah. Um, and I definitely was in the boat of like, oh, he's the chubby guy from Parks and Rec. Ha ha ha. And he's going to be, I hope he lost some weight and he'll be funny. But he actually, he's actually good. I think there's in Hollywood, there's like really good actors and there's really good movie stars. And sometimes they overlap. Like, I think like yeah. DiCaprio is a really good actor. He's not always a movie star, but sometimes he overlaps. And then like Tom yeah. Cruise or like Keanu Reeves, not a good actor, awesome movie star. I think Chris Pratt could be a really good actor, but he's been in mostly movie yeah. star kind of roles. Well, That's, could, I think uh, Will Smith's kind of in that category where he is a fantastic actor, but he was a movie star first, I think. Yeah. Like he was really, really just, oh, it's that guy. And then you're like, man, he's like really stinking good. Uh, and Chris Pratt has kind of the same, uh, like him and Will Smith are both really good on screen criers, um, <laughs> which you wouldn't expect from the Fresh Prince and you wouldn't expect from Andy from Parks and Rec, but they're both yeah. like super convincing. That's what I said last time with the Ragnarok. Like comedic actors are better at doing drama than dramatic actors are. I mean, doing sometimes, man. If you look at like, I mean, like I'd say De Niro does pretty good with crossing over, but like, 
look at how good Robin Williams was in dramatic situations. I'll always give it up to Jim Carrey and Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind. That was one of the best acting movies I've ever seen. He's, from yeah, a, and he's another one that as long as he's got somebody reining him in, he's pretty stinking. He's, I mean, he can, he can definitely act, and he's done yeah. some good drama. They're just, yeah. Anyway, uh, what are we talking about? Infinity War. Or something? Uh, I, I got Pratt number one, then Strange the character as the runner-up, and then Stark and RDJ kind of tied number three, and then. Thanos and Zoe Saldana, honorable mention. Uh, time for useless trivia. So in the in a shot at the uh, the prison in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, mm. the same scene where we see that Star Lord has the translation device or whatever. Uh, we see that Gamora is she's the last of her race. So when Thanos is saying here that her planet is thriving, it means he's either like. A liar, which probably, yeah, or he's just completely deluded and didn't even check up on them to see if he yeah. was right. I already know that I'm right. Yeah, so it, it just really shows that he's this crazy madman, not the benevolent dude he thinks he is. Um, or is their information bad? Nah, I, mean, that's, it's, <laughs> I don't buy that. That was it's all computer. Xandar stuff. and the Nova Corps. They're I, I trust them. Yeah, they're on top of it. Yeah. Uh, you said this, but Wise Gamora was ad libbed. So was the uh, just everything from Tom Holland's Mister Stark. I don't feel so good. That that whole stretch. Oh, really? Ad libbed. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, there's a good piece actually about how he got in the mindset to do that. It was really interesting, but I didn't write that down. Did he have somebody try to murder him? And yeah, like have him he, just stab me in the stomach and see what I say? He killed his own father. Um, it's intense. So uh, the Russo brothers and the rest of the filmmakers, they didn't know about the Wakandan war cries, the Yibambe, uh, yeah. because that movie was like wrapping up when this one began. So Winston oh, Duke. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Winston Duke just started the chance. And then everybody, obviously, they were like, yep, yeah, let's do that. That's pretty cool. Winston oh, so it Duke, was like, that was Mbaku. improv too. Yeah. I got to tell you, I think Mbaku is one of the like most underrated characters throughout the MCU. He's, he's so good. I agree. Uh, he's such a good actor, but like the character is is really good. I, I don't think I've seen him in anything else. So he was in one of those things that uh, Jordan Peele did. I yeah, one of the which one? Yeah, uh, but I didn't. I mean, I didn't see it. I just this is the I've only seen him in Marvel stuff that I know. Uh there was some other movie that I saw part of, and I was like, it was older, and I'm like, oh, that's that guy. Uh, gosh, but I don't even remember what it's called because I wasn't paying attention. Something on TV in a hotel room at some point. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Kenneth Branagh, who was the director of Thor, who I said in Thor was a really bad choice for a superhero movie. Uh, but I love Kenneth Branagh. He voiced the Asgardian distress signal at the beginning of the movie. Did you know that one? Huh, I did not. Interesting. Uh, there's 24 characters on the poster. 12 died. Perfectly balanced. Ah, look at that. That's That's a good one. I like yeah. that. Uh, and I think that the screen time breakdown is really interesting for this one. So I'm just going to go through all the main characters. So Thanos led in screen time with 29 minutes. Gamora was number two with 20, despite only being in for uh, two thirds of the movie. Oh. So really like her winning MVP totally makes sense. Uh, Stark had 18, Thor had 15, Strange had 12. Thor uh, only 12. had 15. That's weird. I felt like it was so much more. You said, you said Thor had 15 or Quill had 15? You, you you said Thor had 15, right? Thor, uh, yeah, I thought you said Quill. But yeah, Thor no, had that's only just, 15. That's so weird. It felt like so much more. Yeah. Quill had 10. I thought that was more. Vision had 10. So Quill and ten, uh, Quill and Vision had the same amount. That shocked me. That's Yeah, that surprised me too. 
Uh, Wanda had nine, Banner had nine, Cap had seven, Rocket had six, Natasha had five, Drax had five, Mantis had five, Black Panther had four, Groot had three, Nebula only had three, Okoye had three, Loki had three. So Nebula and Loki had the same amount. That shot yeah, and me. he was dead in that first three minutes. <laughs> and Yeah, and Wong. Wong had three, Rhodey had three, Falcon had two, and Bucky had two. Yeah, I thought Bucky was underutilized, but that's that's funny. That it just it still seemed like more than two. Uh, yeah. Interesting. The thing about screen time too is you think of them being in a scene, but like yeah. even for a lot of scenes they're in, they're not going to be on camera the whole time. So yeah, if they have skewed. to actually be physically on the screen. Yeah. Um, interesting. Yep. You got any useless trivia? Uh, just a couple. Um, made over two billion dollars. That's kind of a big deal. Or was the third movie to do that? Um, I who top three? I don't. I know it's up there. I just don't remember if it was third or if it was higher. Yeah, it was. It was third. It was Titanic, Avatar, this. Yeah, and then they did that whole. Oh wait, shoot! No, actually, I think the new Star Wars did too. Whatever. It was the top had, five. Uh, it was a big deal. Yeah, and then uh, Endgame happened because well, because Infinity War when it came out wasn't it the highest grossing movie of all time? No, it never um, passed uh, Avatar. But then Endgame, sure? yeah. Endgame did though for sure. Endgame did, and then Avatar re-released and passed it yeah, back up, which so. is some crap. Like, there's so many people that like I'm not saying it's crap because I'm on the Marvel team. Although I'm I will saying tell that because I'm biased. Avatar is incredibly overhyped, and I will not back down from that ever. It's really cool, Pocahontas, and the yeah. second one is basically the first one again, but with water people. I love the second Still one. Still enjoyable. I think the first one's overrated. Like it's a ton of fun to watch. It's three some odd hours of my life. It's the coolest ride at Disney World, although I haven't been on the Guardians one yet or Tron. But it's an awesome ride. But the movie's like, yeah, it's it's fine. It's a good movie. It's not nothing wrong. Worthy of being the highest grossing movie of all time. Yeah, and it's basically like, hey guys, let's just give old Jim Cameron the green light to do whatever he wants because the technology is cool and people and it works. It's a great system. Obviously, he's creative. There's a lot of innovation and cool stuff, I guess. But like the whole fact that they had to re-release it to beat a previous record and people, the part that I think is silly is people are like, yeah, Avatar wins. I'm like, no, no, no. You guys are confused. Disney wins. They own both of them. <laughs> it's not It's not like an Avatar Marvel competition. This is Disney competing with Disney to out-Disney Disney. And everybody's just like, my movie won or my movie lost. You're like, no, 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 no. Mickey wins. All of the money. Mickey goes always to them. wins. It's just like <laughs> so. No, so there's that. Um, something I guess I just never noticed in the credits before. But James Gunn is actually a producer on the movie, yeah. which I mean, kind of makes sense. Obviously, it's just something for whatever reason. I was just like, oh, it'll be like the Russos and Stanley or something, and then I'm like, oh, James Gunn. That's weird. Um, yeah, I think he was the only one too. The only past, uh, you know, creator, director, film, or uh, screenwriter that ended up being a producer on this one because he was so important for the different storyline of the bringing it in. That was interesting. Um, the Hugo Weaving not coming back is Red Skull. That's uh, a little piece there. I just, I mean, obviously anybody who read the credits knows that, but it's just kind of weird because you wouldn't think about it. Yeah. And, but the, Ross uh, Marcon, he's the, he was, I think he's in Game of Thrones too, but he, he's just his all time uh, voice emulator. What's the yeah, word? He's a voice actor. Today. No, like a when you like a like a when you make like impressionist somebody's voice. impressionist, yeah, yeah. world class impressionist. Yeah, it is dead on too because it's like yeah. 
you can't you tell would the difference. Not think about it. You're like, oh, it's Hugo Weaving. Cool. Do you know he did um, Ultron in Multiverse of Madness too? I did not know that. Yeah, he did James Spader's voice for Ultron. That's crazy. Because James Spader has a pretty distinct voice. Yeah. Huh. Um, my only, my other one was uh, Terra Notary is the motion capture person who for Call Obsidian, and he also did Groot. I just thought that was weird that yeah. you had two insanely differently sized characters but it's the same guy doing motion cap not vin diesel the higher paid person but this other person who's doing mocap for both call obsidian's real name is black dwarf leaving that up and that's also useless trivia but just i had to say it because it's annoying it's annoying that you would change a character's name when we don't even say the character's name i don't think at any point in the movie yeah you're changing it for the credit screen and that's it because i don't think like i also i really hate proxima midnight's uh design i think she's just stupid looking but like her comic version is so cool by comparison but again they don't even say her name i don't think i think the only one they say is ebony maw and all they say is the maw yeah that's and i think I it's think just that in one both time movies that's it. it yeah and that's so weird and i don't know if they say the other two's names later i i'll find out during I don't the rewatch, I, I guess but but yeah why would you even change their names what's the point weird plus like black dwarfs way cooler sounding uh, I think Cole Obsidian is a thousand times cooler. I mean, Obsidian is a cooler word than any of the other words. But <laughs> that's, like, that's a top five coolest word just in our language, honestly. So he's just like calling Obsidian? Is that like what he's doing? Or is he just, he just happens to be named Cole? I he's don't know. Cole. That's like his, it's his job. He calls things. Okay. He's a color. I mean, I mean, it fits what he does. <laughs> I guess. His flipping weapon is so underrated. Like his little giant hammer transforming into a shield and then there's a chain on the end of it that thing that was so cool and i feel like uh i didn't i overlooked that a lot the first time i watched it just as i'm watching i'm like man this whole thing that whole weapon is really really cool that's pretty cool can you skip infinity war in your mcu rewatch no duh it's yeah like you said it was like the culmination of however many 17 or 20 movies or whatever we were at at the time (laughs) I don't remember how many because I think Captain Marvel was like 22 or something. Yeah, I think this is it's early 20s. And we're over 30 now, right? I think Total. we just hit 31. My gosh. Uh, so yeah, this is like this is the whole reason that you're, well, in our the other episodes, the, uh, the ones I'm on, the other ones that you did without me, right? The, all of those episodes, pretty much every one of them, the conversation of this point is do, if this movie doesn't directly feed into infinity war it's not you you can skip it yeah like this when i do the example of like uh when you're preparing for your first date like this is the movie that you're going to go see with your first date they need to prepare for by watching all the other movies exactly yeah and so even and even like uh like thor dark world which like uh who did you have for the rewatch of that i didn't listen to that episode uh, i think that was Maisie. But like that, I've given her all the crappy movies. We're doing it and so, the Wasp next. Just the skippables. But but like even anytime I talk about Dark World, it's like yeah, all you need to know is there's an Infinity Stone, and that's it. And like so, even the part of it that's not skippable is just related to Infinity War, yeah. which they very clearly cover in you know they talk about the stone in Endgame, they talk or in Infinity War, and then they talk about Thor Dark World for about three seconds in Endgame, which is enough to get everybody in the movie spun up and it's enough for the entire audience to know yeah there was like some dark elves and some stuff happened and now there's a rock and you're like <laughs> okay cool so like the whole thing care that much. yeah every everything about it is 
related to does it feed into infinity war the whole phase all or the collected phases is called the infinity saga for i don't know if the movie studio officially is calling it that i think they are no yeah it's that's what they've been calling it since i think i think it started after officially i don't know I just, I just wanted a really cool box set that came in like a box where all the movies have like part of the Infinity Gauntlet on it. And when you're done and it's put together, they used it's to a do, bunch of DVDs that piece together to look like an Infinity Gauntlet. They used to do box sets with each phase, but now it's with each saga. And that's a little disappointing. And I was like, man, that'd be so cool, but I'm not going to drop $250 to buy a bunch of DVDs. <laughs> <They can watch laughs> I already have Disney Plus. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, so can you skip it? I put if you're gonna skip this, just go watch the DCEU. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, big question though, where does it rank for levels of Pantheon, Awesome, Dig It, and Skippable? Where do you got it? Uh, Pantheon, yeah, for yep. sure. Uh, to me, it as far as my want to rewatch it, I don't know if it's the highest of the Pantheon. But it is definitely, it's definitely, it's got to be Pantheon for me. Anyway, they're all, depending on the phase I'm in of life, right? Sometimes I want to watch other ones more than, than others. But that was a weird sentence for me to say. Uh, I want to watch some more than others, depending on where I'm at in life. Yeah. But yeah, it, like right now, I would rather watch Infinity War again than watch Avengers or... I don't know, probably Guardians or I don't know. But in general, like, I feel like I would watch Thor over and over and over. Ragnarok Thor, just to be clear. And oh, yeah, not because I'm looking at I'm just looking at your list. But um, but like same, they're all, all the ones that you currently have in the Pantheon are super rewatchable movies. So I don't know. I think that one's in the Pantheon for sure. I just oh, don't yeah. know where. Yeah, I, I said this, I think, to you before. But when I was in college, I had a roommate. Um, we were both, you know, we were in college, we were drinking. Anytime that I came home from drinking, I would throw this movie on like literally every single time. So I've watched this movie a couple times and I still want to rewatch it all. The, like it's the most rewatchable one. My roommate, by the way, he had a weirder thing. Anytime he came home drinking, he would put the chairs to our table on top of the table. And so anytime I came home and I saw chairs on the table, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's been drinking. But That's I think this weird. is weird. Yeah, it's weird. I think this is like the ultimate comic book comic book movie it's just got like astronomical but also like perfectly developed stakes because it took so long to build up the state and not oh, yeah. like justice league which is like hey yeah the world's gonna end soon deal with that it's got constant action but it's never cheesy it's got emotional it's uh, emotional toll there's like zero wasted fat at all there's no time you could say like they should have cut that out i think it's the best second best theater experience best up to that point that i've ever been to and it's by far the most rewatchable so i've got it Number one, beating Avengers and Iron Man. Nice. See, and I'm, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think this is actually the only, only the second time I watched this movie. I might have seen it in theaters twice. That seems like something I would have done at that time. And then a few kids later, I don't have any more time for that. But right. <laughs> yeah, we I live think, different lives right now. So I used to like, well, like in high school, when there's only a few superhero movies, I'm seeing them two or three times in theaters yeah. just because. But uh, yeah, I, for for as much as I like Infinity War, I think it's weird that I haven't watched it more. However, I kind of in my head I was like, oh yeah, it's like three hours, and it's not. So now it's like, um, I could definitely watch this, and I started watching it again last night. 
just, but I was skipping through a couple parts where I maybe wasn't paying great attention before. Yeah. So I'm like, but I would just let it play in the background or I can watch little like chunks of it. Cause the nice thing is it does have pretty defined almost episodes within it where you can pause, come back, pause, come back, you know, and yeah. that used to really bother me. I want to sit all the way down and not get up for the whole movie, but yeah, I definitely plan to watch it more, especially cause I really like the movie. So I'm kind of surprised if my memory serves me that this is only the second time I've watched it. That blows my mind. I think it I say weird. that, but I think I've seen Endgame. I saw it in theaters, I think two or three times. And then I've probably seen it once since then, maybe twice. Yep. I watched Endgame one time. And I don't I've only kid. seen it once. And but I then like, when you like it, but it's long. Yeah. And then, but like, go back, you know, six years ago when there's only 15 MCU movies, I probably saw them all like five times. Like I've seen well, yeah, I've 100% had... seen Thor more often than I've seen Endgame. Yeah. And Endgame's a lot better in the movie. Well, that's like when you had, you know, go back 2010 or 12 and you've got a couple of movies over a few years, like, you don't rewatch Daredevil like it's a good movie. Yeah, so like I watched like I like the Christopher Nolan Batman's. I rewatched those several times each. There just wasn't a lot to go on, and not yeah. to say they're not good. I mean, I, they're really good, but like an Iron Man, I watched a bunch of times because it was all we had. Uh, yeah. Now we have so many things. It's like, well, I just don't have time because uh, out outstaying or outside of the COVID years, we're pretty much getting like. If you count Marvel and DC together, we're getting like three to six movies every year. I, yeah, I've like sacrificed. I don't. I don't really watch the DC movies, and I don't like dislike DC. But like, I like how much super super superhero content am I gonna consume? And I'd rather so, watch stuff yeah, that I like. Definitely am gonna enjoy. Yeah, we just watched the Batman a couple weeks ago, and that was a good it, movie. It was like a week after its year anniversary. Um, yeah, and we're like, oh, we should. We've been. We bought HBO Max to watch it. And, and a year later, uh, well, you know, probably 10 months after we got HBO Max, we still hadn't watched it. We're like, dude, come on. The movie's like three hours. It could have been like it is. two hours and 15 minutes if he just like had a light jog. Like the whole it's time he's that, walking so slow for yeah, dramatic effect. It's a lot of that like old school kind of noir film where it's like just a lot of quiet, a lot of watching people move slowly. And then you're like, but you're in it the whole time, you know, you're into it. And that's, yeah, that's like, like you said, with like making cuts to infinity war, there really isn't anything unless you cut the transitions. You basically have to shorten transitions. If you want to cut any, anything out of infinity war, cause the whole thing is pretty fast moving. Uh, yeah. There's a lot going on stuffed into a very small container. When you think about the grand scale uh, in under three hour movie, cause I think what's the total runtime, like two twenty or something. More than that, it's like two forty probably. It's still Is fairly it? long, but it's like that's a lot of crap to not put into two movies, especially when they had kind of talked about doing two movies. Now they still kind of did, obviously having Endgame, but you could have made the Infinity stuff just this movie. You probably could have made a second movie and had them all be meat and potatoes, and people would have gone to see both of them. The nerds would have been very fulfilled because you're you'd have to get pretty crazy on some of it. But yeah. I just think it's cool that we're able to have movies like this where you're like getting legitimately nerdy. This isn't like, like Christopher Reeve, Superman or like Adam West, Batman stuff, where it's like cutesy and fun. Not, not that the Christopher Reeve Superman was cutesy. Adam West was a little bit more, but like the, the old Superman stuff is just good movies. People like them. And Superman is like this generic, but you know, he's just a well-known comic book character. 
The rest of these are weird. I mean, like no general regular moviegoer knows who Mantis is or even knows who the Guardians of the Galaxy are. Um, there's people who are dumb enough to say Iron Man was a C-level character because they're so ignorant to how popular he was all for a very, very, very long time. Yeah. So like the fact that we can have these movies where they are taking such liberties and you're, you're going crazy with CGI. You got a giant purple dude who just goes around with a glove that has some jewels in it. And he's like manipulating time and reality and nobody bats an eye. They're just like, yeah, this is awesome. I'll watch another one. And they keep making them. Yeah. It's super cool that we're at. We're, <laughs> that's why I'm like, I was tweeting with somebody the other day, just about like, man, a Marvel versus DC movie would blow my mind. Cause that's, <laughs> That to me is where you've officially, if you do that with an amalgam type movie, you're officially saying we can really do whatever we want. Yeah. And it's just crazy thinking about it. like, cause I, I grew up superheroes and comics and ultimate Alliance being like a niche thing that I was like oh, yeah. different than most people for. And then now as I'm older, it's like the most popular thing in the world. So it's just oh, a cool yeah. thing to appreciate. It's crazy how you got just the amount of stuff. I mean, the like the X-Men movies where they put them in all black and, had you know they had character yeah they had to avoid being too comic booky and like nolan's batman movies are awesome for like subverting genres and like it's a detective movie just a superhero also but like now we don't have to do that that. people still watch yeah it's just you can make it ridiculous you got multiverses and all this crap and and modok the fact that modok made it to screen the fact that you can do that i never thought we'd see him in a live action no Uh, never never really cared if we did but like it's just cool that it kind of worked even though it was weird, but like, but yeah, like the X-Men ones, you see like the designs in Wolverine suit that he's got the little stripes on the side and little stuff like that, but it's all black with like little faint yellow thread. Now you could put him in a full on crazy yellow suit. No one would care. If you didn't, it would be weird. Yeah. And like all the superheroes, they had like subdued suits and now Spider-Man, I mean, in the last Spider-Man movie, he had the most, bright red and blue suit at the end of the movie that he's had in any movies yeah it was like they're they're getting more okay with just being more and more comic book and people don't care and i love it because now they can seriously do whatever they want and yeah eventually they'll probably make enough people go away to stop watching as much like maybe not get so many multi-billion dollar movies coming out but it's hard to imagine though that it's just gonna stop like there's gonna be marvel movies forever for the rest of our lives yeah, it might it might taper and they might become less dominant, but holy crap. I mean, and you're about to get who knows what James Gunn's about to do with DC. I mean, it's probably gonna get crazy where just nutty ideas that are coming onto the screen where people just oh, that's so stupid, but then they love it. And I mean, Howard the Duck has shown up in a movie more than once in <laughs> which yeah. is uh weird enough you got a giant star in the you know with you know for suicide squad you got this gigantic starfish going around it's like there's so many crazy things that are happening so i i love that infinity war happened because that was something that a lot of people said couldn't work because it's just too crazy it's too spacey it's too wacky uh and what you see where things have come since like the 70s with with star wars all the way to now it's so crazy how uh how things have developed and people just are okay with nerds <laughs> just making cinema <laughs> it's just nutty did you think when iron man came out that we would ever see infinity war like the infinity gauntlet no it wasn't on screen? It really wasn't even in my idea because i had only let's see i would have read the infinity gauntlet comics within 
within a year or two of Iron Man coming out, either before it or after, I think I read it in college. So probably around, you know, somewhere in 07 to 09 timeframe, I probably read it. And it wasn't even a thought in my head that we would have a movie. I was just like, we're just keep making movies for some superheroes. And then maybe we'll get an Avengers type thing, like some team ups, but we're not going to get fully crazy. Uh, just never thought. And now we're, they're crazy. <laughs> yeah. Just, I remember once upon a time, hoping secret war would somehow be in a movie. Cause I loved that comic. Yeah, and I just thought it was a pipe dream. Like this is never going to happen or it's going to be an animated show. And just like, it is, it, it's real. It's not even like, it blows my mind still. Yeah. Thinking That's about crazy. It. Cause like, if you go back and watch like the nineties and, and even earlier, but like the nineties cartoons, um, the silver surfer cartoons, a great one where you see a bunch of really ridiculous concepts that only comic booky nerds would be into. Cause it's basically an animated soap opera in space. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet the movies have now covered a lot of that stuff because ego is in that show and Thanos is in that show. And you have a lot of big stuff happening in that show. That is probably why that show wasn't super successful. And it was, very, I think it was two seasons, maybe. I think it was um, one. I, I never actually watched it, but I remember. I don't know. I've watched all the way through it twice since Disney plus came out. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. It was probably the second thing I watched on Disney plus, but the first one I actually watched all the way through. I've always I wanted to go through all those. I was a kid. I've always wanted to go through the animated shows on Disney plus, but never have it's one Some season, 13 episodes. Really, yeah. And it's, it's, I enjoy it. And, uh, but it didn't, it didn't have the staying power. And now the movies that we're watching have so much of that in them. Cause now the stuff that people are like, that's ridiculous. It'll never work is now what everybody wants to see. Even I know, like uh, I remember my mother-in-law at one point said something about, you know, I was, I don't know. I was probably like 19 or 20. We were recently married. And she said something, uh, something about like growing up because comic books are nerdy and silly and childish. And she didn't say it like that, like in a mean way. She was just making a joke. Yeah. And then like minutes later was talking about how Captain America was like her favorite movie. Um, so I don't know how old I was, however old I was when Captain America came out. So I would have had 20, to have been, 21. I would have at least been 20. Yeah. And she was like, Captain America is like my favorite movie because it wasn't a comic book movie. It was a war movie. And they, yeah. like you said, with Batman, Batman's a detective movie. And then they made it all sneaky. And now it's <laughs> they like, like tricked people into liking comic books because, oh, yeah. And they like use different who, genres. Like, my mother in law's favorite character now is like Groot. She, <laughs> she thinks Guardians of the Galaxy is like the best thing. She just loves it. And, and a lot of that's the soundtrack. They've crossed generations because they have these great soundtracks. Um, but you have all of this silliness that you blow off for so long and now it's like everybody wants more what's the most the next ridiculous crazy thing that's going to happen we want to see it it's so crazy there's a giant that that grimace joke that quill makes in the movie is like basically what it is you have a giant grimace with a bunch of infinity stones taking over the universe and people love it (laughs) and and i'm very appreciative of that because i also love it and that people don't think my desk decorations are weird because i have like five thanos bobbleheads all over my desk and they just are like oh yeah that's normal totally normal that this guy in a professional environment has all this crap so final rankings as of infinity war number one infinity war two avengers three iron man thor ragnarok guardians of the galaxy winter soldier civil war in awesome i got black panther first avengers spider-man homecoming age of ultron in Dig It, I got Iron Man 3, uh, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and Thor, 
than in Skippable, Iron Man 2, The Dark World, and The Incredible Hulk. Thank you guys for listening to The Wrong Opinion MCU Rewatch. Check out my writing on both fandom and pop culture on strfacts.com. That's S-T-A-R-T-E facts.com as well as scorpio-like-you.com. If you hate my wrong opinions, you can tweet me at wrongopinionmcu. That's a new one, new Twitter page for me, wrongopinionmcu. Of course, check out Ricky Z's on the weekly polls, Wednesday polls to a different comic, a more comic-centric podcast than what I do. We will be back next week. We're doing Ant-Man and the Wasp. Bringing back Maisie Grace as we wrap up the Infinity Saga. Peace out.